Well, hello, fellow geeks and geekettes. This is Chad from the Electric Jellyfish Podcast. Good to talk to you guys again. Across the desk from me, of course, is the lovely Shannon. Hello. And beaming in via satellite or on the uh, the Justice League Watchtower, wherever the hell he's beaming from, because he just doesn't want to tell us where he's at, is the lovely and talented Derek. How's it going, boys and girls? Are y'all doing okay? I'm doing good. You doing good? Oh, we're great. <laughs> we've we've already got the liquor flowing, so we've got some liquid courage in us. Nice. Yes, because that's always a requirement when you sit down to record. <laughs> so, in the week of geek that was, uh, seemed like we're kind of retreading familiar territory because it's Marvel and DC all over again, which is no big shock to anybody. Uh, once again. We've got a new uh, a new trailer that dropped for uh, Suicide Squad, and we have a new episode in Fucky, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as, as Derek brilliantly coined it, Fucky. Episode 2 dropped today. So we're going to discuss that. So, uh, Derek, I'm going to toss this to you because I really want you to drive this one. All right. So, yes, the Suicide Squad trailer dropped today. The yeah, you got to emphasize the V. Uh, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Normally, uh, I'm more hyped than usual uh, because James Gunn is the is the driving force behind this one. What, what do they call it? The horrible, beautiful mind of James Gunn in the trailer. Exactly. <laughs> and James Gunn, he is. He's he's a great visionary. He's got some good stuff. He's always had good stuff. I, I loved him back when he used to do stuff for Troma way back in the day. God, I so, forgot about um, that. Yeah, that's he. He came from from trauma from from good old uh, Toxie. Yeah, and he Toxic cut his Avenger teeth on Toxieville. Yeah, yep, pretty much. Um, what can I say, guys? This trailer was very nice, mm-hmm. very nicely done. Um, like we talked about last last cast, I'm not a huge DC guy, but man, am I excited for this thing? Who who isn't involved in this damn movie? Good God. This thing is it's, stacked. It is stacked. And there's still people whose names popped up on that last little, these are who all 375 people that are in this movie <laughs> that didn't show up in the trailer. And we still don't know who the hell they're playing. And I'm mm-hmm. sitting there going, hmm. So, but yeah, uh, right off the bat, great song for the team with, with this trailer music. Uh, James Gunn always paints a great picture with his music selections. Yes. I mean, he's, he's like the master maestro of putting music into his, into his uh, work. Um, we, we started off, we see, we see Michael Roker, good old Yondu. And that's, and that's another beautiful thing about James Gunn. James Gunn brings along his boys. Mm-hmm. Especially he's, he's his, especially like, his brother. Yes, he's kind of like Kevin Smith in that vein, mm-hmm. where he will he will have his his close knit crew of friends and and buddies and stuff, and he usually tries to sprinkle them in his movies. Um, I, I, yeah, I love his brother's character. I, you don't get to see him much, but when they showed Weasel licking the door, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh god, all right. <laughs> And and so breaking down the trailer, it opens up with Roker and then it has uh Pete Davidson's character, 
and we see Nathan Fillion, we see uh, Captain Boomerang, and we see Weasel. You know, um, I have a really big feeling that they're going to be the first group that is a failure, and they're like a failed attempt, and they end up dying. Mm -hmm. So Amanda Walker decides. Um, I'm sorry, Amanda Waller, Waller decides she needs to to get the band back together. Basically, mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. I think it's I think it's going to be uh, straight up. It's going to play a lot like X Force did in, in Deadpool two. <laughs> Die right out the gate. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, <laughs> all right, we're the Suicide Squad, and the second they step foot off of a freaking you know helicopter, boom, they're dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, and then we start seeing the the. The other the other side of the suicide book, we got um we got King Shark in this bad boy, which I'm so happy about. And dude, yeah, I agree. That's <laughs> that sounded like Stallone to me, dude. That is Stallone's voice. Hand, <laughs> yeah, that, that is straight up Stallone. <laughs> the way he just deep throats that guy in one <laughs> one one or two bites, I was like, holy shit! And the other dude, All he right. just freaking just tears asunder close to the end of the trial. I was like, damn. Yeah, it's like. Hmm. We go from one extreme with Killer Croc in his uh, BET watching awesomeness to maybe eating people, and then we got him just basically no shame, like a, no joke, just right down the hatch. Um, <laughs> we got a kaiju up in this shit, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, by the end of that trailer, I'm like, I love everything that's happening right now. Yes. Uh, Polka Dot Man. Oh. And I love that actor. <laughs> Fucking Polka Dot Man. I feel he is going to be my favorite character in this movie. Because I love uh, David. God, uh, I don't want to like totally De- massacre his last name, but it's De- like. Damalt Chan or something like that. Damalt Chan. I've yeah. never been able to pronounce it. He was great in The Dark Knight. He was good in Gotham. Uh, he was nice as Abracadabra on The Flash. And uh, and still is and he was an amazing. Ant-Man. He was yeah, part of the, the heist team Ant-Man, Ant-Man. As Kurt, mm-hmm. the Baba Yaga, that guy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, awesome. Um, I'm digging Ibris. Jumping, you know, jumping the Marvel ship over here to, to play Blood Sports. Was it, was it blood? Is it blood sport or blood yeah. shot? Uh, no, it's, or it's dead blood shot. Sport. Or it's blood sport. It's blood sport. He, um, I don't know a lot about this guy. He, he's, uh, I, I don't know, but what well, I dig what I see. That's all I care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 got a nice little attitude about him. Um, <laughs> telling, I mean, telling, telling Cena to eat a bag of dicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. He's no Will Smith, and that's um, a good thing. You know, I have to disagree with you on that one. I I totally liked Will Smith as uh, as Deadshot. I don't like the fact that he couldn't n- not be in Will Smith mode throughout that whole thing, though. Dude, he's in Will Smith mode in every movie I, he is and, in. And again, that's why his box office returns have started to drop off, because it's kind of getting played out. It's kind of tired. And I, I like that Idris can be a little more stoic than Will Smith and pull it off and be convincing about it because it's freaking Idris Elba. Um, I, I, I think he just has a more commanding presence 
than Will Smith does, especially in this stage in Will's career. Will's yeah. Will's kind of waning, and Idris has been on the rise for a while. Idris has kind of been a steady force. He's always been kind of that guy that, like, we probably ought to rely on this guy a little bit more than we do, but when he when we get him to do something, he commits. Right. And he doesn't fuck it up. I mean, he's he delivers. Idris delivers in everything I've ever seen him in. He doesn't half-ass anything. Agreed. Because he can be a like a stoic Shakespearean actor and still tell John Cena that he needs to go get a bag of dick. <laughs> and you are still sitting there going, that's, that's Shakespeare. This man is a thespian. I mean, how you go from playing Stringer Bell in The Wire to playing the, we are canceling the apocalypse in Pacific Rim to this. It's, which pretty, I, it's pretty varied. Which it's hilarious because I totally forgot that he was in Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. And then when you got Steve Agee at the end of it going, we got a fucking Kaiji in here. Exactly. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I would love for, I, they probably won't do it, but it'd be great if blood sports like, Oh shit. Not again. It's like, <laughs> yeah, there it is. I hate these guys. Well, it's possible. <laughs> um, John Cena. <laughs> He's in it. Yeah. Uh, not only is he in it, but he's uh, apparently they're, they've totally committed to this character because he's got his own. He's got his own freaking HBO Max series coming out based on the Peacemaker. Really? You didn't hear about that? No. Oh, yeah. He's got he's got his own Peacemaker uh, show coming out on HBO Max and James Gunn's doing it. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, I'm going to say this, and this is a lot of people are going to crucify me for it, but hey, nail me to that cross because I think John Cena is hilarious. Oh, I do too. Uh, there's ever since he's got out of that stupid wrestling crap, <laughs> he, every movie that he's done where he's got some kind of comedic chops in it or he's got some kind of comedic role, he is golden. Mm-hmm. He's, and he's, everybody, again, he's just gotten better and better. He's yeah, a natural. Everybody just looks at him. He's like, "Oh God, John Cena isn't this stupid thing." And I'm like, "Good, I will see it then because he, John Cena is freaking hilarious." Because mm-hmm. he doesn't play that guy in any movie he's done. Yeah, yeah, he's he he kind of it's like kind of like Chris Helmsworth, where you he gets stereotyped as this big muscle bound idiot, but you give that guy some comedy and he's like he kills it every freaking time. Oh, mm-hmm. he, he he destroyed me in Cock Blockers. Um, yes. <laughs> what's that? What's that movie he did with Amy Schumer? He was great in that, but I can't, I can't think of what it was called. I can't remember what it was called. Trainwreck? Was it called Trainwreck? Maybe, uh, but he was funny in that. And wasn't he also the drug dealer in that movie that Tina Fey and Amy Poehler yes. played? I, yes. I, again, the name of it's escaping me. Stepsisters or I something? I, I, I don't know. See it. But yeah, yeah, we I saw a press screening of it. and I was like, man, Cena's really good at this. He's really good at this, and he doesn't give the credit. I think he's really due to people. Yeah, just like you know when The Rock first started his movie career. Oh, that 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 muscle head. That's going to suck. And then yeah. he's now what the top paid actor in the business. Yeah, no joke. I don't and, know. He's funny though. I mean, and he, he is. He is. Uh, the Christ. Rock is funny. He's got he's got his own freaking series on on NBC now about Young Rock. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, you know, the dudes. He ain't going nowhere. You know, yeah, he's 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 arrived. He arrived a long time ago. Personally, I think he arrived in the Scorpion King. 
Because that movie was entertaining as shit. He wasn't bad in that. It was, you know, it was it is it was what it was. It was, you know, a no, no, no. I said the Scorpion King, not the Mummy Returns, because that was shit. His appearance in that was crap. But as the Scorpion King, I got a kick out of that movie. It was it was Conan light. So I'm all for that. It was, you know, a sword fighting Mm -hmm. movie. It was fun. It, you know, I tell you what, I liked it better than the Conan reboot with frickin' Momoa. Yeah, that storyline was terrible. It yeah. wasn't it wasn't Momoa's fault. It's just the story was really weak yeah. and I can't even remember it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. I just remember he was in it because I remember the movie posters. But we're rabbit holing here. We're we're yeah, getting a, we're we getting are. away from Suicide we Squad. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, overall, it looked like a really fun movie to go and see. I mean, I really hope that we're able to see it in the theaters. Yeah. Because that just looks like a fun, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, that definitely it definitely looks like a go to a go to a theater that serves alcohol and food and lay back and get a few shots in and drink something and get a good buzz and watch it. Well, hell, that's movie. that doesn't really limit your your uh your options very much because I know AMC's got the what the MacGuffin bar in it, mm-hmm. so you can get yep. your booze on there. Uh, you can pay twenty thousand dollars for a chicken finger platter if you're so inclined. That's why I kind of lean on going towards Alamo because because their mm. food's a little bit better. It's a little bit cheaper, and their popcorn is fantastic. Yeah, and it's endless. <laughs> mm. So yeah, I mean to round out the trailer. Uh, you got you got like we said a minute ago. We got Steve Agee. Steve Agee is. <laughs> I love Steve Agee, and I've loved Steve Agee ever since the Vine days, when Vine was around. Uh huh. He's hilarious, and I like to see that you know because he also had a small part in uh, Guardians too. He did. He was yeah. He was. Uh, if you remember in the scene where Yondu's totally just destroying and killing all the rest of the Ravengers that were left over the the the. Uh, the mutiny rag- ravagers. Right. Uh, he was the one that had the big glasses that was sitting down drinking the beer. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Cause we watched, we rewatched that fairly recently. And yeah. So Steve Agee, he's, he's yet again, one of James's, you know, James Gunn's cro- cronies. So he like hangs out with him and he's not, he puts them in little bit parts. I like to see, I love to see that he's the, um, he's taking up the role as the nerdy guy in the chair for Amanda Waller. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then <laughs> we get Starro. That was Starro, wasn't it? Yeah, fuck yeah, it's Starro. As soon as I saw the foot hitting the ground, I guess I should have figured that out. Yeah, if you if if you kids want to go back and rewatch it, and this is I'm talking to everybody, in the scene where Steve Agee loses his shit, he's like, We got a fucking kaiju here. Uh look at his video screen his mm-hmm. computer screen and you'll see a full body shot of starro and he's got the eye in the middle and everything <laughs> it's beautiful There's, i was like that's geek oh. fan service again that's big time that's that's a that's a wink and a nod but yeah uh harley really wasn't in the trailer a lot and no. i thought that they would have saturated the hell out of this trailer with Harley down that Harley hole. I'm I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm but I'm kind of glad they didn't because I think that they're still kind of stinging from the, the backlash mm-hmm. from the emancipation mm-hmm. of Harley Quinn because it wasn't the movie that they thought it was going to be. Yeah. Then again, neither was Suicide Squad. I think this is going to be the one that finally delivers it because it seemed like I I kind of had an 
a bad feeling itching in the back of my head on both trailers for the for the first suicide, the attempt at Suicide Squad. And there wasn't a lot about the Harley Quinn trailers that really got me pumped up. I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be a thing. But mm-hmm. this, I mean, Jesus Christ. If, if, if this doesn't get you excited, then you're just not into this kind of thing and it wasn't made for you. Yeah, I mean, it, I will say this, and this is, yet again, the the circling back to the whole, you're the anti-DC guy. No, I will tell you who the fuck is the anti-DC people. It's the people on Facebook. <laughs> no shit. Because, because, dude, I went and I watched, I've probably watched this trailer like six times today. And not only that, but while I was, you know, doing research on it and looking up characters and blah, 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 blah. I was in the um, the wonderful battlefield that we call the uh, the comment section on Facebook. Oh Lord! And if anybody ever says to me or anybody on this show that I am a Marvel loyalist and and I I'm just negative about DC, period. Holy, go on Facebook for five minutes mm-hmm. and look up the comments on Suicide Squad, dude. They were just shitting all over this trailer and i'm just sitting there going guys it is not it was not that bad it wasn't bad at all no i don't know what they saw but and then you got these cancel culture you know fucks that are just like well if it's not a part of the snyderverse and you know this would have been a whole lot better if if snyder would have directed it and i'm sitting there going shut up get off of the social the social bandwagon right now Okay, just get off of it. You, you, yeah, so that that threw me for a loop. I was like, "Wow, the hate is real here." Yeah, that's that's a classic case of you can't please all the people all the time. And no people joke. people really need to take it for what it is. Sometimes a story, a movie, is just for fun. It's to make you laugh. It's I don't understand why everybody gets so emotional about about some of this kind of stuff it's like it really is a movie that's made to entertain you yeah it's i'm not looking for for you know saving private ryan or or schindler's list here i'm I'm not going in with my expectations that high as far as being blown away by stunning sweeping performances just entertain my ass don't bore me don't bury me in minutiae don't bog it down just deliver and consistently that's what marvel tends to do mm-hmm. if 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 that makes you a marvel fanboy because you prefer their style of movies because they get so much right whereas dc has been trying to world build in a day whereas marvel's been world building for years mm. i mean you know they were you know they've been playing chess and you know dc just tried to play checkers to catch up well, it's, and I'm glad you said that because, again, I look at this and go, look, if all you people that are that are posting all this shit and saying all this negative lip service about this movie, and I, I get the whole everybody's going to have their knee jerk reaction and say whatever they're going to say, right? But you guys, you do realize this is James Gunn directing this. It's the same guy who directed your beloved Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you not think DC didn't look at them and look at him and go, do that? 
do all of that. Anything that you can do that's you have creative control over anything you want if you can give us a morsel of what you did for Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. But by that same token, they got Whedon to come in and finish Justice League and look how much of a disaster that turned out to be. I don't I don't think it's gonna be an issue. Not with James Gunn. And I think people are looking at No, that no. I, I don't either, but just playing devil's advocate here, people can say the same thing about well Whedon couldn't come in and, 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 and rescue Justice League, so what makes you think that Gunn can come in and rescue Suicide Squad? I think he can. I honest to I, God think he can. I don't even think I know he can. Yeah. I know I'm gonna walk into this movie theater, it's gonna be a popcorn movie theater, a movie and I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna enjoy every single second of it. I, I think and, it's going to be DC's answer to Deadpool, and I'm, I'm not trying to trying to dread on on blasphemous territory here, but I think it's going to have that same kind of feel. Yeah, I really I think do think it's going to be their answer. Their like, if they can do Deadpool, but well, we can do this. I hope and I think so. that's and I think that's exactly what they were trying to do with Birds of Prey, and it just fell, and it didn't it work. Fell right? Short. Yeah, it fell short. But now you got James Gunn in a R-rated movie with a bunch of no-name whatever characters that can be tossed away and he's going to do what he does. He's going to, he's going to make you fall in love with a freaking man shark. That's deep throating a guy halfway down his throat in three seconds. Already so, I mean, there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, this is the, like Shannon pointed out. I mean, brilliantly, he made us fall in love and cry over a talking tree that said three yeah. words and made you totally buy a talking raccoon with a gun fetish. Yeah, big time. So I think it's in capable hands. So, yeah, I think um, there you go. I think Suicide Squad, the, the trailer's out. Mm-hmm. Go watch it. Go enjoy it. Uh, it was it was a good watch. I'm, I'm really, I'm super excited for this movie. I am too. August 6th, it's coming to theaters, and it's going to be on HBO Max, so... We got some time. Well, on to the next. Now we're on to the main course of the of the evening, I believe. Yeah. We are uh, back for round two of Fucky. Round two of Fucky. Episode two, the star-spangled man. Mm-hmm. Those bastards. <laughs> you know, they already, they already pissed us off with putting old John F. Walker as a... Uh, as the finishing wink to us that pissed everybody on the internet off. Now, now clarify everybody this for me. World. Clarify this for me. Was, and I'm yeah. probably going to sound really stupid because I looked at Shannon. I'm like, is that not the guy that they were rescuing at the beginning of the episode? No. It wasn't? No. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. I was like, yeah. I'm still no. trying to figure out, is that the same guy? And, and, I'm, and I'm almost convinced that either F stands for Francis or it stands for fuck you. So I don't know which one it is, but yeah. Yeah, you really don't like this guy, dude. <laughs> well, you know, and this is where they, oh, Marvel, you fucking magicians. This this is what happens. And I am not going to jump on that bandwagon where everybody's like, look at him, this just got stupid, and I hate him already. It's like, okay, we knew this was going to happen. All the loyalists, they're pissed off that they recasted Cap, and they were really pissed off that they didn't let Sam keep the freaking shield and become the new Captain America. We get that. I mean, that's what they were trying to do. Right. But, god damn it, man. If this episode, you kind of you kind of don't hate this guy the whole episode. 
until you get to the end of it and you're like, oh, wait, there it is. This fucking douchebag. All right. Never mind. You, you, you almost had me, Marvel. You almost had me. And then, oh, there it is. You bastard. So kind of like that. What that little piece of dialogue he gave as he was getting out of the Jeep. There's always that last line. <laughs> Sam Wilson, you are definitely right, sir. Because he did. He did that last line, and I was like, "Nope, there he is. He's he, a douche." When he said, right. "If you're not going to be, if you're not going to help us out, then just stay out of my way." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Whatever, Mister Cliche." <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> you write your own shit, John. It's like, wow, you're an 80s villain in a teen movie. Good job. Yeah, I'm going to go down that snow hill and have a skiing contest with you in the next episode. Shut I mean, because it's, I mean, you can't deny that the dude, the dude has skins on the wall. I mean, he's got the, he's got the qualifications to do it, especially since he's not enhanced, since he's not a super soldier. The dude is a beast. But, yeah. but I, I, just like Bucky and and Sam, I'm like, there's something about this guy that just doesn't sit with me. It just doesn't sit well with me. And it was too easy. It was too fast. It was way too. And here's your new Captain America. Is he really? Is he? I mean, no, he's okay. fa- he's he's fat. That's fat. this is my nickname for this guy. He's fat. He is the fake Captain America. <laughs> he's yeah, and you can take that any dirty way you want. I know. <laughs> it, that's exactly why I said it, because he, he fucked this guy. I love the meme that somebody <laughs> created right after that that wink moment at the end of episode one where they took, <laughs> they took what was his name, Carl from Up, mm-hmm. the old yeah. man, and they put the Captain America helmet on him, and he... Because <laughs> it's uncanny. It looks just like him. It's creepy how, how much he looks just like that. It's like, damn, that's messed up. <laughs> no pun intended. So, okay, so we open it up, and he's in the locker room, and he's talking to his girlfriend. And uh, and this is where I'm like, huh, okay, because I'm thinking this guy's just going to be a cocky asshole with that wink. Yeah. And, yeah, he's showing humility, and he's being he's being humble, and he's caring, and, you know, he's, he's, he's not wanting to fail. So I'm just like, fuck, are they really going to make us like this guy? They're trying really hard. Mm. Yeah, really. And so, yeah, so we meet we meet Lamar, uh, who's his basically his little sidekick, his best friend. Um, and that's when he starts talking to him about the whole, you know, there's a lot of expectations. Big and, shoes to fill, you know. Exactly. Um, there is a line that he said that, I, uh, that kind of kind of piqued my interest because he says uh, you can't just punch your way out of problems anymore. Yeah. And I and I hear that, and I'm sitting there going, "Okay, what is the backstory a, there?" There's a red flag. Yeah, he he either has anger issues or he's got yeah he's got some anger issues or something because there's actually a part that happens later on in the episode where I don't know if it was Falcon said it said something to him or whatever. He kind of gave him this like psychopath stare, like a. A jolt the neck and everything, and I was just like, "Oh, there it is." I think it's yeah. what I think it's what triggered his line that made you turn on him. It was right before that. Yeah, it was like, he, dealing he was, with some intensity there or something. I think is what he said, something along those lines. And then, yeah, and then Bucky Sam stepped in. Whoa, 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 whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, there's that punch your way out of problems situation. Again. Actually, no. What it was was it Bucky that said that line, and Sam stepped in and diffused it? Do I have that backwards? 
I don't even know. I think it was. I think it was uh, Bucky that said something. Mm-hmm. And then Sam's like, okay, um, hang on, hang on. Maybe it was his. Maybe it was uh, Fap's wingman that stepped in. I can't remember who. Anyway, yeah, like there were you. Could, yeah. You could definitely tell shit was about to go down between those two. Yeah, you could tell that he that he's got a little trigger in him. That he's he's definitely got a uh, uh, an anger problem. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like um, to have his position questioned. Yeah, he don't challenge me. I'm mm-hmm. the one wearing the shield because you walked away from it. I have you. all the authority yeah. to do whatever. Just like he messes with uh, Red him. Wing. Well, not just that, but the way he was able to pull the strings to get him off the hook with his psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was always this un... I'm in control. Yeah, there was this unwelcome meddling that he, even though he was helping them, they didn't want... He's like, I don't want your friggin' help because I don't trust your ass. Yeah, no joke. We don't even know you. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so they, they walk out of that, that, that locker room at his high school high school football... You know that because they read his, his high school on Good Morning America, Yoink. and he walks out to the most badass marching band remix of the Star Spangled Man like theme song. It seem like should we recognize that? That's the that's the song from Captain America: The First Adventure. Okay, so it is. That's what I thought. I kept yeah. looking at Shannon, I'm like, I feel like I should know this. I'm like, well, no and they shit. they put this, like, badass, like, grambling state, like... It was kick-ass. Oh, it was fucking awesome. I was like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, and that's that's another thing I'll get to later when we talk about just the end. Because, well, I, you know what? Screw it. I love the music in this freaking show. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love the, the The theme that they play over the end credits, I get chills mm-hmm. every... I mean, that's, I've only heard it twice, but... Jesus, I love that theme. I, I, I love yeah. who's doing this. Is it Jackman? I have no clue. I think it is Jackman because it's good. It's really yeah. good. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it was. Oh, yeah. Every it's like I said, man. Marvel bats a thousand when it comes to their music. Mm-hmm. You know, um, symphonically yeah, was, and 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 popular music wise, they always seem to to stick the landing on it. No joke. So anyway, uh, next scene we get to Bucky's watching TV in disbelief. I mean, he is just like, "What is the what the hell's going on?" He's disgusted, mm-hmm. big time. You can tell how pissed he is at Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we fast forward to uh, Bucky going to confront Sam, and which I think is funny because it's like, "Hey man, I've been texting you for how long now, and you haven't returned any of my text messages, but you're just going to show up because you're pissed off." Okay, I got you. Whatever. <laughs> Little guy that stares at stares at shit way too long and <laughs> Yeah, no joke. It's like he doesn't intimidate Sam at all. Sam just looks at him like, you know, go fuck yourself. I'm not gonna put up with your crap. <laughs> and and Bucky could take Sam apart with no effort oh, at all. Yeah, it's like he just yeah, doesn't no care. Bring it. Just you know. <laughs> I love <laughs> my favorite my favorite part of the them two joining up scene was when uh Bucky, you know, Falcon's like you know, what's the plan? You know, and he's like, yeah, it's the cliche Marvel thing where it's like, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to jump out of a plane. That seems to be a running gag with Marvel. It's like, I'm just going to jump out of planes. I don't care. So, so no plan, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, so Bucky jumps out after him and just totally sticks to landing. Like, does he though? Every, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> hitting every single tree limb down and just 
smacking the ground like Wiley freaking Coyote. Just, you just he says, ow, oh, ow, ow. Yeah, and all you hear is Sam with, I have all that on camera. <laughs> and it's like, you asshole. <laughs> he hates Red... Fucking Bucky hates Redway with a passion. Oh my God, Take that shit away know, from me. He, I love how he's swapping at it like it was a freaking mosquito. Hey, 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 don't hurt him. Don't hurt him. Yeah. I want a Red Wing so bad. Yeah, so you see Bucky and them, and and I love how they they uh, where Sam said, and I'm telling you, man, the the Sam and Bucky back and forth banter is is solid freaking gold. Oh, it's it's classic. It is. I love where Bucky's you know slinking around the warehouse whenever they're going to find the the uh, the militia people, and he's all like, he goes, "Look at you, all stealthy, all stealthy. time in Wakanda, and you come out White Panther." And he goes, and then Bucky corrects him. Uh-huh. And I was like, is he going to say it? And he goes, actually, it's White Wolf. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's yes! awesome. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, 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 Sam. That's the thing you slept through. Yeah. Sam's probably looking at him like, did you seriously just say White Wolf? Oh, man. <laughs> so they're stealing vaccines. Now, this is the question. Is the vaccines... Really, medical vaccines, or, or is, is that, it super soldier or is that serum? The super soldier serum, because and if it's super know, soldier serum, that's a lot. Yeah, not trying to get ahead of ourselves here, but you know, homegirl gets a text message from somebody saying you took something of mine and you're going to die for it. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Uh, they go chasing after him. Girl breaks <laughs> Red Wing. <laughs> With no like, effort. I've wanted to do that. <laughs> <laughs> another another kick-ass action set piece. Like I, I remember when when I was watching the dogfight canyon sequence from the premiere episode. I'm like, God, this is how we're gonna start. Shit, where do we go from here? Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of the uh, the highway scene in uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just left that girl kicked your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's such an asshole. But he's just like, I'm so over this. He's like, ah! I'm over this with you. Uh. It's like, how come Cap couldn't have found somebody that's not so much of a douche than you and <laughs> Sam Wilson? God, I cannot stand you as a person. Hell, he, they, they pretty much established that in their first fight scene together in Civil War. What? I hate you. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. Or, or my favorite, my favorite scene with. And it's the most short thing in the whole world, but it's yet again, eat, sleep, and 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 breathe Marvel cinematic universe crap. I can watch these movies like every single day, like four or five times. You're gonna say when My, they were in the car together? In the fucking car. <laughs> when he's all just like, Can you move your can seat up? Can you move up? your seat up? Like, no. <laughs> I love that too. That's why as soon as this series was announced, I'm thinking that chemistry, that banter. Oh, God. As a series, a, yes, please. It is a straight-up superhero version of The Odd Couple. Yeah. It is greatness. It's 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 a it's a lethal weapon comic book. I, like I mentioned yes. earlier, it's a shame that title's already taken. But yeah. that's basically... I, is anybody in this room waiting for Sam to say, I'm getting too over this shit? Right. <laughs> or Bucky needs to say that yeah, since Bucky he's, you know, definitely. 106 years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, that would be apropos. Well, I mean, my favorite part of this whole episode was those two trying to stare each other down. Over and over and over again. Well, no, I mean, in front of the... In front the, of the psychiatrist? Right. The way they were like, I was like, 
She's like, are you having a staring contest? <laughs> She's like, are you know, come Blink, on. sweet Jesus. Yeah. Like some, like some seven-year-olds on a freaking recess. <laughs> I'm not doing it. You're doing it. Exactly. They're like each other's brothers. Then that's how it is. It's like, it's like they're freaking siblings that just beat the crap out of each other every five minutes. Because, I, I mean, there was a part of me that was worried. I'm like, are these two guys going to be able to – have the proper chemistry that it's going to take to carry this show, all doubts are removed. Mm-hmm. I mean, because yeah. think of it, in the first episode, they really they didn't have any scenes together, did mm-hmm. they? They didn't nope. really interact Not at all. Mm-hmm. Nope. And then this, and, we've, and I mean, boom, like almost right off the bat, you're like, okay, this is this is where we are. And mm-hmm. and I'm, I've got very little doubt that by the end of this thing, they're going to be pretty much inseparable. Yeah. I mean, I think they'll be. I think they'll be really good, closer and friend. I mean, it, it's cliche stuff, man. I mean, of course, mm. it's going to happen. Yeah. I, I don't. I honestly don't believe that going forward, there's going to be uh, Falcon Winter Soldiers season two. I think they're going to just they're going to branch off and do their own thing, and it's just not going to be. But I think you're right. At the very end of this, they're going to be inseparable. They're going to have mad respect for each other. I don't think it's going to yeah. go the way Sam was wanting it to go at the end of their therapy session of right. take a permanent vacation from oh, each other. Not. I'm like, oh, bullshit. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. But uh, that's we're what too, I... We're too... Oh, sorry. Um, they, um, that's what I like about Marvel. There, there they go, building the characters, showing you who they are as people, not just what they do. And that's what makes me, as someone who is an outsider interested in this stuff because they're making you they're they're letting you see who they are not just you know they they're, go around beating people up they're and more doing fun the action stuff yes they're, they're more they're, fun, they're more they fun out of costume than dc characters are because i'm right. sorry pretty much any clark kent scene the majority of the bruce wayne scenes mm-hmm. in in all of, of 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 DC films, I'm talking all the way back to to Christopher Reeve in '78. Kind of boring. You want them to hurry up and put a costume on, mm-hmm. but in these things, it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It's like the character, the, the costume character, never really fully goes away. Right. They they are who they are, whether they're wearing that outfit or not. And the different thing about this series to me is that. Everybody, the whole world, knows who they are yeah. and knows their names. And that's totally different from what the other stories have always been. If Batman was a secret and, and no one knew who Superman really was. And, Even though he's just wearing a pair of glasses and a spit curl. Well, but, okay. I mean, and, you know, and Wonder Woman, too. You know, she had a job and no one knew she was Wonder Woman. Yeah. So that was, that's very different. Right. And I don't know if that's just a modern way to do things or if that's just how... Well, Spidey big, keeps his ID. Well, he tries to anyway. Tries to keep his ID secret, but he's one of the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not in the MCU. Not in the MCU. He don't. Dude, every five seconds in Endgame. Hey, I'm Peter Parker. Hey, I'm Peter Parker. Hey, I'm. Peter. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up and stop telling people your real name. <laughs> See, but going back to what y'all are saying, this boys and girls is the Marvel method. Mm-hmm. This is what makes this is what separates Marvel Comics from DC Comics. Period. And now Marvel Marvel Studios as as good as they are, 
they know the fucking Marvel method and they know exactly what works and they know what's worked for 80, 90 plus years when mm-hmm. it comes to the comics. And Marvel has always been grounded with their characters where you're right in DC. You've got very one dimensional. Oh, here's Clark Kent and blah, 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 blah. Nobody cares. Right. With Spider-Man. You, he has all the fucking issues and all the problems in his real life that you care about and the character driven storytelling. That was, that was Stan Lee's gift that he made everybody have more of a story than putting on a freaking costume and beating the crap out of something. And they've got real world problems because their problems exist in the real world. You know, Spider-Man don't take place in, you know, Spider-Vania. It takes place in fucking New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there there is no metropolis. There is no Gotham City. It's real places, you know, so it it has it, it I think people have they develop a closer attachment to it because, you know, people live in that city in real life. And they feel like they could look up in the sky and actually see Spider-Man swinging from the Empire State Building sometime. Yes, they ground it more in reality. Yeah, yeah. So that's, it's that's that's always been one of my favorite things about Marvel. Mm-hmm. Is it's not only I mean, growing up as a kid reading these books. I mean, I would go to the comic book shop every week with my grandmother because the comic book shop we had was half comic book, half books. Every week we go to the we'd go to the bookstore, and. I was I was buying getting comic books when I was like two or three years old. Same That's here. how long I've been reading, mm-hmm. and they kind of started branching out in the past fifteen twenty years. But you know, growing up, man, as a, as a kid in a kid that lives in Texas, you're sitting here going, "I really want to go to New York." Yeah, I really want to go to New York so bad. And it was just, you know, as a kid, you think of the superhero aspect of it. But, you know, I, in the past five, ten years, they, they brought out a book. It was uh, The Scarlet Spider. Okay? One of one of the Spider-Man clones from the 90s, which was horrible. But this character was actually pretty good. He's based in Houston. Is he really? Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, we have a superhero from Marvel that lives in Texas. That's great. <laughs> And uh, in the books, instead of Asgard being placed in Norway or wherever the hell they are in the movies, uh, Asgard gets brought down to Earth for for some freaky accident. Something happens. And they end up in Oklahoma. (laughs) Yeah. Not a state I would have picked for Asgard to land in. Exactly. Maybe Florida. You know. But yeah, but that's that's the thing about the whole Marvel situation. We're getting away from the topic, but it's it's what we're saying is that Marvel is grounded in the real world. We do have people and characters and and actual characters that we want to know more about their personal lives, and they have a personal life, and and their personal life affects their superhero life. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I mean, their 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 personal lives usually affect their superhero lives more than. Even their superhero lives affect anything. Yeah, then the, the reverse. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. But like I said, it's the Marvel method. It's worked for ninety plus years, and why try to fix something that's not broken? Right. Mm. Might as well put it on the big screen because it's been working for twelve, thirteen years now. So anyway, I, I don't want to say marvelously because that's way too cliched, but it, mm. it's 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 worked beautifully. It's like. I know that a lot of people had their doubts with it when they kind of planted their flag with Iron Man 
a, a character that I personally didn't really give too much of a shit about until I saw it. Yeah. And I was like, boy, was I wrong. And then here we come full circle. So now we're telling it, it's a brand new form of storytelling with what Disney plus has created on their, on their platform. And my God, is it effective? Good Lord. Yeah, is it effective? You know, it's, <clears throat> I know I've said this before, but I mean, it's a good comparison. Growing up as a comic kid, reading these books and reading these books in the series, you know, one through whatever in order, doing, you know, doing these series, it's the same thing. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll look at it like this. Every every one of these shows are an issue. Yeah, issue number one, more or less. Two, whatever. It's a, it's a great way it, to put it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it was the same way with, like, the, the Netflix shows. Every show was an issue. And then you go, you know, you got your final story, and that's the bookend of volume one. And it's like I look at the movies. Now that we got the Disney Plus dynamic, you look at the movies as, like, the big, huge crossovers. That are like mini that are like mini series and printed on the Baxter paper with a thicker cover and and, yeah, that and, are more and shit that are more expensive. Like a buck twenty five an issue rather than seventy five cents an issue. Right. Like I can't so, wait to get all these, put them on my shelf and look at the spines lined up and shit. And they would make a design on the spine as they lined up and crap, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way with these Disney Plus shows. It's mm-hmm. it's very serial, very issue building it's it's yeah it's like you said man it's a beautiful thing because mm-hmm. i mean th- there was a part of me you know not only from my earlier concern but like this these are such minor characters in the grand scheme of things you know because growing up you I, I think i remember a handful of issues that the falcon was involved in an issue with with cap that i that stuck out to me and i barely remember the winter soldier but given that these are not exactly what many would consider the top tier of Marvel characters in the MCU. They're a lot higher in the pecking order. And it's, it has really been good storytelling, really been entertaining. And I, honestly, I, it, it's almost like the, the Marvel arm of Disney has become the new Pixar where it pretty much, hits a home run every time it swings with yeah. very few exceptions, very few exceptions. You know, I mean, I'm looking at Thor, the dark world. Well, I'm dude, I'm, I'm saying if we're going to make comparisons to Pixar, I think Marvel totally surpasses Pixar. I think I hate to say it. I think Marvel surpasses anything that, that Disney's ever touched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, you know, for the, for the longest time, Pixar had the best track record in filmed entertainment. Because every movie they made was a blockbuster smash, until mm-hmm. I think Cars showed up and kind of derailed them a little because it just it didn't it, it it wasn't the critical and commercial darling that everything that preceded it was, but now Marvel has pretty much wrestled that crown away from Pixar, because the past couple yeah. of Pixar movies I've seen have been good, but not Toy Story, Finding Nemo, Memorable. Monsters Inc. You know we had Soul and you loved Onward quite a bit, honey, but. Uh, but let's face it, it it didn't have and unfortunately it had the misfortune of being one of the first movies out the gate that was affected by the pandemic last year. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't get a fair. Chance. So it really didn't. It was a cute movie. It, it was. wasn't. It wasn't like 
up right. or Wally. Yeah. Or I mean, hell, even Toy Story you know. Four got kind of came uh, came yeah. and went with very little fanfare. Mm-hmm. But you know, every Marvel film is an event, and mm-hmm. now we've turned weekly television, much like The Mandalorian did, into something that oh my god it's friday again let's gather around the tv and fire up disney plus because we got another episode of falcon and the winter soldier right and this is very reminiscent of how kids used to go to the movie theaters in the 30s and see like the the flash gordon serials yeah right those those serials that they used to look forward to watching Mm -hmm. every week we're back it's 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 we are right back there again figured out that everybody loves that stuff Mm -hmm. and you know i wonder if that was part of the design I don't know. It kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? That maybe they were trying to bring that that old school storytelling from an old school format of come in every week and you know get another get another dose. I'm telling you, man, when it's when it's hot, it's hot. Yeah. So if you can, it's it's just like I said, and I will always make that comparison. When when you when you come from an industry and your company has been based on churning out a story every month an ongoing story. Yeah. And it's worked for so freaking long. You don't look at that and go, Hmm, maybe we should try that because you know, it's going to work. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've proven that they've, I I know maybe it it took them a while to figure the formula out because, you know, I kind I guess they kind of got to go to school on everybody else for a long time. And I, I know that, that Iron Man had to be a huge shock to them that it went over as well as it did again, because Iron Man's no Spider-Man. But But by that time we'd already done Spider-Man, but they weren't basing their current plan around what had come before with Sam Raimi, Spider-Man. We're starting with a fresh slate. Now we act like that shit never happened. Yeah. But name another movie in, it came out in 2008, right? Yeah. Name another movie from that year that was, even similar to that, it was really different. I think from a lot of a lot of movies that were coming out that year. Well, I mean, the the the, the it's it's probably its biggest competition on from a legacy standpoint was. I, I hate to say because I saw it at a. The reason I saw Iron Man in the first place is because I went to a double feature at the local drive-in. Yes, I said drive-in. With Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. They literally came out weeks apart in 2008. Mm. And I wasn't even halfway interested in Iron Man. I was like, well, if it's a double feature, I'll sit through it. And I was like, Jesus, that was good. I mean, that was much better than I thought it was. It was better than the movie. It was better than Crystal Skull. Yeah, it was better than the movie I was excited to see in the first place. That movie movie was better than anybody thought it could ever be. Yeah. Because a lot of people didn't have a lot of faith in Downey because... Downey hadn't really shown how reliable he could be. He was a great actor. At that point, he'd already done Chaplin and gotten accolades for it, but he'd gone through some shit. I mean, mm-hmm. he had gone through some shit. And honestly, it, I think it kind of helped him go to school on who Tony Stark was because Tony Stark went through the same shit. Mm. Yep. So it made it kind of made sense. So, you know, if that don't prove to you that everything happens for a reason, yeah, Downey's proof of that. And the... That was built on the this what we're what we are watching right now was built on the back of of Favreau's creative genius and casting that guy in that role at that moment in his life when he they practically almost didn't happen because they couldn't insure him. 
But I never doubted that uh, Robert Downey Jr. could do anything he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I always thought he was a phenomenal actor. Yeah. So they've they've managed to cre- they to build an incredible, impressive roster, not just of characters to build around, but actors to play those characters that totally sell the characters they're playing. And he's also an actor who could really sell all of it mm-hmm. because he is so good. Yeah. And I was really surprised, and that was one of the reasons I watched it, because I was like, a superhero movie with an actor like that playing yeah. the lead. Either he needs a job really, really bad, or this story is better than I expect it to be. And it's tailor-made for that guy. The, the only person I can think of that embodies the character they play as well to where, like, you can't see them as anybody else right now, even though he hadn't done it for a while, is Depp is Jack Sparrow. Mm. I kind of put them in the same glass. They can walk into a room and everybody says, that's Jack Sparrow. Mm-hmm. That's 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 Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. You know, kids and adults alike. Because there may be a kid now that would look at Harrison Ford and say, and, who, and, and I know you from what? Which is sad, uh, but true. When everyone in our age group would just be going, oh, oh it's Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. Oh, he looked at me. Mm-hmm. But but the grandkids would be like, who is that old fart? You know, it's like, yeah. shut up. Like, shut up, that's my hero. Shut up before you get a sandal upside your head. <laughs> But anyhow, again, we're 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 rabbit holing. We do tend to do that on this show. A little bit. Yeah, it happens. But but anyway, um, <laughs> what are, what are our final thoughts on this episode? Well, I mean, there's a, there's quite a few other things we got. We found out that they've been hacking Red Wing. Mm-hmm. So the government's been using Red Wing. So that whole that whole little thing with uh with his his army buddy that was trying to get his hands on Red Wing the last time. He's like, oh, that's Stark Tech. Let me check it out. And he's like, no, I'm good. Well, now we find out that the government's been hacking the shit anyway, because that's how Fap and his Battlestar buddy, you know, found them. Battlestar. Oh, that's uh, right. Battlestar. Mm-hmm. Stop the truck. <laughs> yeah. Get, as soon as he heard Battlestar, stop get the car. Get out of here. Forget this crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so you have that. You, so you flash forward over to the, 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 the Flag Smashers, and you got the, the text message, the random little... You know, you took what was mine. I'm going to find you and kill you. Well, apparently that's the power broker. Uh, power broker in the in the the books is basically a guy who goes around handing people out powers and super soldier serum kind of crap and everything else. So, watch out for whoever the hell that's going to be. Um. Then we get the revelation from Bucky, and we meet Isaiah Bradley. Mm-hmm. The original, or I'm sorry, the the next in line Captain America, right? That nobody knows about because the government is fucking horrible, horrible human beings. That was one angry man. Well, like, and rightfully so. Yeah, and they used him like a lab yeah, rat. It yeah. sounded like it was terrible. You know, I mean, him and Bucky met back in '51. He took half his arm off. So he was tangling with the Winter Soldier back in the good old days when he was still hydro-powered. So we got that going on. We also meet his uh, his nephew, even though he had like one or two lines. Uh, spoiler alert, kids, that's the Patriot. The Patriot uh, is the leader in the uh, yeah, the leader of the Young Avengers, mm-hmm. which, mark my words, we're getting that movie. Yeah. 
Uh, we're all building he, like a son of a bitch these days. Yeah, he gets a he gets a drug, a drug, uh, not a drug, a blood infusion from his from his his uh, grandfather, uncle, whatever. I think he's his uncle. Uh, just like in the same vein, pardon the pun. No pun intended. Of She <laughs> Hulk, you know, who gets the blood transfusion from Bruce Banner and right. just turns into She Hulk. Um, so anyway, so we meet him. Cool. Uh, there was a line that was said before he, he goes in there and I thought it was very, uh, it, it was the line where Falcon's walking up to the, to the kids and the kids like, Hey, you're the black Falcon. And he goes, no man, it's just Falcon. And he goes, no, my dad says you're the black Falcon. And he goes, well, are you the black kid? <laughs> kids like whatever well, kid. And I'm, I'm totally, I am totally happy that they're, they're going down this road with this stuff. Yeah. Because it's something that that people don't ever get to see when it comes to this kind of thing, when it comes to these superhero movies. Or, let's be fucking honest, with movies, period. Yeah. Mm. Or TV shows, period. This kind of stuff needs to be addressed, and I'm glad they are. Because a lot of people are totally against it. Like, they don't need to make this political because it needs to be an escapism, an escape from reality. Just when we watch these shows, guys... Just stop. It, it it needs to. And then yeah. when we get the story of him, you know, it's just like it's almost just like Sam, where you were the Falcon and you were going to be Captain America and you thought you were doing the right thing and you gave the shield back and they threw you away. Just like they did this guy. They put his ass in jail for 30 years. Yeah. Perfect. And all they did was do freaking experiments on him. Mm-hmm. The first thing I thought about when that happened with them doing experiments on him in jail was Luke Cage. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what happened to Luke Cage. So that was kind of crazy. Uh, the cop scene totally echoing reality with police and African-Americans. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like spot on that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Um, Bucky gets arrested for missing therapy. <laughs> But uh, oh, you know the therapy. I wish more people would get arrested for missing therapy. <laughs> oh, because, <laughs> because God, people need it. Yeah, yeah. Half the world would be in jail. No joke. <laughs> and, and, then, and I wish therapy was a spectator sport. And then good old Fap gets him out. Fap pulls his little his little uh, his little powers and, and and gets gets Bucky out of there. You don't have to go to therapy anymore. Because I said so, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this fucking douche. <laughs> well, it's kind of like he's, you know, pulling down his pants and trying to, you know, measure yeah. himself against everyone yeah. else, you know? Yeah. I'm like, come on, let's have a pissing contest. Yeah, let's and, see who's the most important here. It's definitely a schlong yeah. measuring contest. And I'm going to say this right here. The the therapy session with Bucky and Sam, it, I know we touched on it earlier. My and it part. was it was funny, <laughs> you know. Okay, it was funny and everything else, but man, if there wasn't a line for any line in this fucking show mm. that slapped me across the face, was the one where 
you know, you threw away the shield, so maybe Steve was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he, he was, was wrong, wrong about, about me. Yeah. yeah. And I said, there it is. Yeah. That's what's I really got, bothering him. I got chills just thinking about that line. Just the way he said it. I mean, like, yes. like he was on the edge of cracking and breaking down right in front of everybody. And that was it. That You know what? Honestly, he doesn't need therapy anymore because that therapist saw him say that. And she was like, there it is. That, that's, that's the answer that's we've been all, trying to get out of you. This is what I've been trying to get out of you for this whole time that I've been having you as one of my as my as my client and mm-hmm. my patient. That was the breakthrough moment. That was there. The- there it is. Mm-hmm. And it took Sam being there to do it. And, oh. it. and it's and it's pretty beautiful how well that scene came together that way because mm-hmm. we weren't expect I don't I wasn't expecting that no. emotional revelation from Bucky this early on I figured it was going to take him working with Sam a little bit longer before he finally admitted to what was really at the crux of his problem and he's like you know yeah I, I, I you know, I'm I'm a mistake Right. I'm an anomaly that should have been canceled in a lab a long time ago. Should have died yeah. years ago. I should be dead like mm-hmm. Steve is dead. Yeah, because if because or if he is dead, is yeah. it, did he pass? Steve, or, yeah, it's not really been said what happened with Steve. I mean, he may just be an old man who retired and no one speaks to him anymore. But I can't imagine that Bucky would never want to visit him. He was his best friend, right? Or he's really on the moon. Or he's on the moon. (laughs) That's very possible in this kind of story. Who knows? Yep. But yeah, that's what I love about Marvel was that scene where you get to see what kind of people they really are. They kind of show you inside their head what's going on with them, and then their actions make sense to you. Yeah. Uh, And that's what I really like about this. I hate... I hate characters where the bad guy is just the bad guy and the good guy is just the good guy. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you get. There's a lot of ambiguity in, in Marvel. Right. And I, I really do appreciate the fact that they go to the trouble to show you, we're going to crack this guy's head and show you what's going on mm-hmm. in there. So yeah. then his all of you understand his motivation. You understand why he's doing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I sound so much like a woman saying something like that, but hey, we spend a long time in our lives trying to figure out what men are thinking. You're like, what is he doing? <laughs> Why is he doing that? Yeah. So it, it really does, uh, you know, it, that was kind of a, a, a chick flick moment, I guess. <laughs> I uh, you just, that you, you really saw, he kind of accepted himself for who he was, mm-hmm. warts and all. Well, mm-hmm. he's. I don't think he's accepted himself yet. I think he's just finally admitting that that's his problem. That 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 he is flawed. He's obviously mm-hmm. flawed because, again, if, if if it was so easy for you to turn your back on what what Steve gave you and he picked you to be that guy, mm-hmm. he thought I was that guy too, and he was wrong about you. So again, maybe he was wrong yep. about me. It's mm. it was a pretty powerful moment. It was man. It was some. It was some heart wrenching stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oof, there it is. That's some good shit." It was real good. Mm-hmm. So they they walk out of there, and Sam's on his. We're gonna do this, and I'm not gonna be friends with you anymore. And we're just. And I'm just like, oh, okay, all right. And then Bucky drops the bomb, where he's like, "Okay, if we want to know about superhero stuff, superhero uh, serum, serum. And, and Hydra." You know who we got to go talk to. We got to go to the and source. I was like, and I was like, oh, shit. And he's like, Sam's like, Sam already knows. He's like, no. 
he, look, he's the guy who knows of all Hydra's secrets, and he's the he only knows, guy that can help us. He knows where all the bodies like, are buried, because he put most right. of them there. He's like, let's bring on Zemo. And I was like, oh, <laughs> here it comes. <laughs> and, then, and then they do it in the most elegant way. You've got the, like, the music playing, and it's like this, this, like, symphony of, of, like Russian Sokovian music. And then you see all the shots, these beautiful shots of them going down this these prison hallways and everything. And it was very, very Hannibal Lecter. Like, and I was like, Oh, this is so good. And then you see him, and it's just like, he looks up and bam, fade to black. And Credit. I was like, Credits. Oh, yes. <laughs> Stay <So>. tuned. <laughs> Next week on Fucky. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 so sold on this show. I'm I'm so completely. It's truly I'm, entertaining, even to someone in. who is not super crazy about superheroes. Mm-hmm. I it, I really like it. It's fun to watch, and it's also um has some really good characters. I'm starting to care about these characters. I want to see these guys fulfill their mission and have a half a chance at a happy life. You know, when I know that she was totally when, when Shannon, I, when I knew Shannon was all in on this, Derek, we we've been having internet issues for the past several weeks out here. So it's been kind of a struggle to get all of our TV is, is on a streaming platform and it took her most of the day to watch the entire episode and it was pissing her off that she couldn't finish the episode in one sitting. <laughs> He goes, damn it, I just want to get to the end of it. I just want to see what's going to happen. I just want to see what happens. I'm like, like, she's converted. She's converted. The the shit's like crack. Yeah. I'm Mm. telling you, that's that's exactly what Marvel stuff is. It's it's like a drug. Mm -hmm. And we went a year without it. Dude, we were in such bad detox and withdrawals from our (laughs) shot to the arm of this stuff. And I hate to think that's why we think this is so good because we've been deprived for so long. No, it's just good. It's just good television. It's good it's good entertainment, just period. And that's and it's just like, you know, circling around back to what we said earlier. Marvel has made it so easy for anybody to be a Marvel fan Mm -hmm. because I mean, case in point, just like I said, the last, the last cast winter soldier is my favorite Marvel movie. And the reason behind that is it's not a superhero movie. No, it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like a comic book movie at all. It it is like, it is like a governmental spy thriller it's it's written so well and you know what that's the thing about these if you take away the freaking huge cgi fights and shit these marvel movies are still fucking amazing because of the writing and the character development and you do it's just like shannon said i give a shit about these characters yeah if if this weren't if they weren't wearing costumes, you would think this was like something in the Bourne franchise or maybe even the Bond franchise right, or just it's something like of spies. that ilk. It's it's very very mm-hmm. it it nothing about it screams comic book other than mm-hmm. when they show up in costume and and just do mm-hmm. cool shit. It's just it's 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 entertaining, thought provoking, and it makes you feel something. 
And to yeah. me, that's the best type of film. If you if you walk away from from a film experience and you feel or think just a little bit differently than you did before you turned it on, then that then that art has merit. To me, that's what what gives art merit is that it makes you feel something, it makes you think about something, it makes you look at life a little bit differently. And yeah. just just by how we saw about how you know the veteran uh, you know you know crisis in right. in episode one. And, you know, in here with these guys that were, you know, experimented on by the government and then just treated like they were disposable. Because you know, they are. Because they Unfortunately, are. Unfortunately, yes, yeah. that's how they get treated. That's That seems to be the running theme here is like, maybe we should treat the military a little bit better. Right. And, uh, yeah, not only that, but, I mean, just like you're saying, these really do feel more like the superhero thing is a... Is, is an si- afterthought. Yeah, it's like their yeah. side it gig or something. It's like a footnote. Yeah. They're more like spies. Yeah. Uh, well, they're just they're more like real people that have to do a job like, that nobody else can. Like the SEALs, I guess. <laughs> the Navy SEALs. They, they either can't yeah. or won't. Because and, and, who the hell yeah. would want to? But and they, that's but the they thing. do it. They, they it do is. the undoable job. Mm. Right. And that's the thing, man. It, if... I would love for DC to be able to write and do stuff like this. Yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for the day for DC to be this good. Well, I wish, I, and that's the thing. It's it's what we just said. DC is like the complete opposite of it, and I hate to say it, but it's just like it is. It's a movie with costumes in it. It's more style than substance. Mm-hmm. It's, more, it's more. It's more frosting than cake. It's more costumes than it is substance. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, there's no substance inside the costume. It's just the costume walking around, and that's yeah. all those movies are. There's all sizzle, no steak. Hey, it would be great if if they would um, allow themselves to be bought by Disney, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Not anytime soon, anyway. Let Disney well, wish, get in. Although yeah. we really can't discount it because they did buy Fox. Hmm. So I but guess they could what? buy Warner's, too. Let just Warner Brothers just sell the, sell the DC rights to somebody else. Yeah. I don't even care. To who? I have no idea. If it ain't going to be Disney, I don't know who you would sell it to, but, you know. God. Paramount? Universal? Somebody. Somebody. Mm, God. And let someone who really, really, really loves those characters do it. Yeah. Yeah. uh, To me, I think the critical thing here is that you've got to get people that were raised on comics or wrote for comics to be your script writers. Because you can't, yeah, you can't just depend on screenwriters that just do film. They've yeah. got to have some comic cred in there somewhere. Because like, DC needs a Kevin Feige. Yeah, they him. do. They really do. They need somebody that's that's the the keeper of the flame that just keeps everything on track and on course. And yeah. until that happens, I think we're just going to continue to keep getting stuff like, you know, what, what we, we're getting, what we've been getting. I I got a candidate. Mm. Kevin Smith. Let, <laughs> I can't. Let Kevin, I can't debate let you Kevin on that. Smith be the Kevin Feige of the DC. Yeah, I, I, that, I'd be hard pressed to debate you on that. You know, how would you mm-hmm. feel about those characters being more? I don't know. Not taken so seriously, like you know, Superman's usually so stoic, and so is Batman. I mean, am I treading on dangerous ground here to kind of make it more light? I guess, like. Make them kind of funny? 
you know, I don't know. Is well, that, they would that were be for, possible? They were for a long time, and I just I think that that. I guess they are just what they are. Well, like characters that that have the ability to go, my life is absurd. This is crazy. What am I doing? Yeah, but then they start doubting what they are, who they are, and then then the, everything kind of comes on a rebel. But I think that's a conversation for a different day. Mm. Um, but all in all, our our I mean, we're we're all in on this, right? I mean, we're were we more were, are we more sold by episode two than we were by episode one of Fucky? Dude, I was sold. At the beginning of episode one, as but, as was I, but I mean, yeah. like I'm married to this shit now. I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I am so in on this. I'm totally, I'm totally taking her out to dinner every time I get a chance, and <laughs> I'm giving her back rubs. So, <laughs> so, yeah. so it's so it was so, so thus far, it's been a great week leading into the weekend for both DC and Marvel. Uh, you know what? I was going to say something about that. I think it's. I'm starting to see a trend here and you know, we got Snyderverse when, you know, Falcon and them came out last Friday mm-hmm. around the same time. And then, Oh, magically it's Friday again. And Hey guys, Hey, everyone in nerddom, you've got a new Falcon and the winter soldier episode to watch tonight. And DC's like, Fuck! Fuck! We we gotta put something out <laughs> shit, there. Shit, we shit, gotta shit, put shit. something out there. Uh, <laughs> we gotta yes, stay relevant. We gotta stay relevant. Absolute, yes, and that's exactly what it is. DC is so their head is so underwater right now that they're trying to stay relevant. <laughs> we do comic I, shit too. I could almost see DC trying to drop something every Friday mm-hmm. that Marvel's got something coming out because WandaVision just, to, just, just handed them their ass for stay, eight weeks. Yeah, just to try to stay in the conversation, mm-hmm. just hey. like they accomplished today. Mm-hmm. Maybe it will make them try harder. Step your game up, DC. No joke. Step your game up. Ball's in your court. Ball is in your court, DC. It's Pretty it's kind of it's you are in control of your fate here. You can't blame it on anybody else. You've got to fix this problem. You have yep. characters that have been loved for generations. Do, Do something, something with them. Fun yep. and new with them. Make make us love them Don't all over again. Don't just keep regurgitating the same stories over and over again. That's what makes people like me not even interested in seeing them. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep going back to Marvel. They make me interested in seeing what they're yeah. doing with their characters. And you little jellyfishes out there, next Friday we got another episode. So yes, we do. Yay! And we'll, we'll do this all over again. Absolutely, so keep coming back. We'll we'll keep our eyes peeled to see what DC tries to submarine them with next. But <laughs> if if nothing else, we still have an ep- we still have episode three of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we'll be here next week doing the same thing. Hope to have you guys all joining us. Uh, so signing off for now. Uh, for the Electric Jellyfish Podcast, this is Chad. This is Shannon. And this is Derek. Talk to you again soon, guys. Thanks again.